Hey guys, welcome ooh, to ooh. another podcast <laughs> with Ashley Kaltwasser, also known as Thor, because she's collecting <laughs> these hammers, these Thor hammers, like they're out of style. I gotta, I gotta protect us, <laughs> protect from us. the contest prep center. <laughs> Burglars. Yes. Which we've had. <laughs> Which we've actually had. <laughs> but you'll notice there's someone else here today. And uh, we have here Mary from? Um, from Modest Muscles. I am a licensed massage therapist. And I actually just moved into this building this month. And oh. we are so glad to have you. We be getting massages now. Yeah. Wow. Such a nice addition. <laughs> so there was a, it's funny. <laughs> so she was, uh, so she's an awesome massage therapist. And she's actually going to talk about um, how it's going to help with bodybuilding, how it'll help you with your posing, your bodybuilding, everything. But funny story before we start this, we got two stories. One, congratulations, Ashley. You're an absolute warrior. Oh, thank you. You are the Wasatch warrior. Oh, <laughs> good plan. Words yeah, there. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was a good weekend. I couldn't have asked for anything better. Um, got a perfect score again for the second weekend in a row. So that's pretty exciting. Like, yeah. you know, still got a lot of work to do before Pittsburgh, but Yes. I'm happy. I'm we really got some, happy. We got a game plan already. She's going to eat a little bit of carbos. And she's not going to be afraid of the carbs. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, car- she says carbophobia. Carbophobia. <laughs> it's a real thing. It's a real thing. We're, we're medicating her with carbohydrates, <laughs> with rice grains. But <laughs> she's on a heavy dose of rice medic, rice medicate. Each pill of rice, three hundred. We've given to her in a prescription bottle of, of rice. R- rice grains. <laughs> rice grains. Yes. I count the rice grains. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so, um, but anyway, congratulations. Uh, she she broke the record of some some chick, some just some I don't know some no name girl. So she broke the record <laughs> of that girl, thirty two wins. I mean, I don't know how that girl even got it. And uh, now she's the most winning at thirty three wins. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, what the heck? how did I get there? <laughs> <laughs> but the other funny story is, um, so Ashley wanted the massage therapist at the at the prep center for a while. But Ashley had her nice little quaint little office in the back. And Ashley gets, I told Ashley, you can pick whatever office you want. I don't care what office you take. You can take mine. I don't care. But she says, she's like, no, I like this little office. And it was like the, um, the, the office in the back. And, but it was the, the dark office, which is, makes a lot of sense for your room. It was like the black office, too. And I was like, I didn't think that through very well. The light doesn't work very good in there. But for massage, it's great. Yeah. And um, I was like, okay, well, if you want her here, the only office I have that would make sense would be yours. So you're going to have to give up your office, and you're going to have to take the Staiku office room, and I'll move the Staiku. And now she was like, no question. She's like, no, it's worth it. Totally worth it. <laughs> so now, now uh, we have an awesome massage therapist. And I'm, I wish we would have had it sooner because you're kicking butt in here. Everyone's super happy. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happy muscles. Ha- happy mu- Is that? It's, oh, it's modest muscles. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I'm saying everyone's muscles are happy now second, because of like, Mary. I was like, oh, that, that made sense for a second. But, yeah, it's modest muscles. Yes. So how is it going so far? You're happy? I am happy. Yeah. And I get to brag that I stole Ashley's room. <laughs> still Ashley's yeah, I, it took a little getting used to. I actually walked in on your office one time by accident <laughs> while you were massaging someone because I was so used to that office because I've been going in and out all year and then it switched up and then I was like, oh. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so gave embarrassed. Us a chuckle though. Ah, I was so embarrassed. Like <laughs> my cheeks were like beat red. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> Ashley, so, so you guys know it is so hard. Ashley to change to get Ashley to change it's it's difficult oh, <laughs> so for her to change her office I was like oh, are you sure no that was a no-brainer <laughs> that was a no-brainer you know I like my new office too though it's I like it better for you it's why mm-hmm. it's got good bright light for your for you I gotta put your uh, you know I gotta put that rainbow brick wall thing up for you in there 
If you want, you don't need to. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll do that. <laughs> okay. So anyway, I'm glad you're here. Everyone's uh, super happy that I've heard from so far. Um, I mean, any, anyone who's coming into town wants to book with you. I don't even know if they, if you can even fit them in now. And Vegas point. is the town, by yeah. the way. <laughs> so, so you guys know if you're at the if you're in Vegas, you want to book a book a session with her after this. Um, you are on Instagram as um, modest underscore. How do I go? Modest underscore muscles underscore mm-hmm. massage. There you go. Modest underscore muscles underscore massage or just go to the website which yep. is yep modestmuscles.com oh that's pretty uh, easy so <laughs> going going into this you know obviously there's a I th- in, and even me i'm going to learn a lot from this podcast so i'm excited because i know basics you know basics of this stuff but i don't know the advanced stuff of it um so i guess for anyone let's say let's say i knew nothing about massage right which mm-hmm. is some of these people do or don't um what would be the benefit as like in layman's terms like as a starting point as a reference here for bodybuilding, I guess. So for bodybuilding, um, most people assume that you can just book an hour and get everything fixed. And typically an hour is like half the body. I do what I can, but it's usually half a body. So I tell people if it's your very first massage, I would recommend booking two hours so I can go through and get to know your body and then figure out everything that's wrong with it. And then we can have a game plan after that. I just let them know if this is your first one, just be prepared that it's going to hurt. Oh, yeah. okay. So, so this isn't just like one of those relaxing, no. like walking on your back type massages. This is, you're really getting in there. Mm-hmm. So why don't you go ahead and explain the difference between what your kind of massage is compared to, let's say, any uh, massage uh, place down the street. Um, you know what I mean? One of those, um, I, I don't even know, not a like chain, a, but those small yeah. time massages or whatever. Yeah, so most of them are for relaxation. Yes, so but yours isn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, a lot of people, they're just trying to escape the stresses of daily life. Yes. And although that works, I think that it really only works for about the hour that you're there, and then you leave, and life is still there. So well, I tell people when I'm giving them a massage, I'm helping fix the actual problems, so when they leave, they'll feel better, and they'll be able to f- perform better. Mm, okay so, so what are these like problems that you find common in competitors then? Um, most of it is just like knots and tension oh. um people hate stretching so <laughs> yeah. like i tell people if you stretch every day you don't have to come see me as much and they're like well i'll just let you do it it's fine <laughs> so um but the problem with not stretching is that you aren't able to use your muscle to its fullest capacity so i have to break up all the knots and then um we work on range of motion, and then you're able to actually go and train the muscle how you're supposed to. Okay. So in terms of what's the, the, the main bodybuilding benefit, you're going to say is mostly range of motion. Is, I mean, uh, I've heard theories of, you know, if you're if the muscle's tight and dense and you can free it up and loosen it up a little bit that you can uh, ho- potentially get more nutrients in there. Is that a thing? Uh, yeah, because if your muscle's tight, it restricts blood flow. Okay. And the blood's what's bringing the nutrients in. So better pumps... More nutrients, easier delivery, more range of motion, and that's like the primary benefit, right? Yeah. So, so you're working with, and you've worked with a lot of even higher level athletes as well. Obviously, Ashley yeah. and other people too. But um, so, have you like noticed? Have, have they said anything in terms of like benefit that they've had? Anything like that? Like where you've heard, they, you know, hey, I'm able to get deeper in my range of motion with less pain and jo- less joint injuries, things like that. So it, I guess it will depend on the sport. Um, so for bodybuilding, it's more about being able to work each muscle um, individually. So if, you, so if you're doing like a, a pull-up and you have one side that's stronger than the other, that muscle is going to work 
more. So we want to get the other side activated. So now you're growing symmetrically. Mm, okay. Then, so it's, it's more than just injury prevention. Yeah. It's like making sure everything's even. Yep. Mm. That's a huge thing um, for you guys is because symmetry is a big part of the sport. Absolutely. And so if you have a knot on one side, that side is not going to grow as much because it's, it's stuck. It's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So we loosen it up and now you can use the whole muscle instead of just like half the muscle. Mm, okay. And then also, if like it's an, an inactive muscle, we activate it, and now it can train better. That is a good thing you just pointed out, activation, because, Adam, I'm sure you're you're getting, um, I guess, complaints from athletes that, like, I just can't activate my glutes. Yeah. I When I squat, I only feel it in my quad. Um, so this could be a an issue that you might be able to help with, mm-hmm. with mobility. Now, with something like that, would you just – do a certain type of massage? Because I know you do different, like, types. You do, like, cupping. You do the myofascial release, the scraping, and all that. So what type of, I guess, technique is best for somebody, like, that isn't able to activate a muscle? I usually just go in with deep tissue. Deep tissue. Yeah. Okay. Mary, come on. Maybe like a little closer. Oh, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> you're just going in and out. Don't forget, we're used to it. You're not. <laughs> yeah. So deep. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I usually just um, I hit it with deep tissue and and then so like I just this morning I worked on a guy who said he couldn't get his lats to activate. Mm. So I worked on with deep tissue and then what I do is I grab them and I pull them away from the body to try mm. and get the muscle to spread out. And then I told him if that doesn't help. Then he could try, like you guys have that, I don't, um, like the newbie the machine. Newbie fit, yeah. You could try something like that too. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. And so, and that's something that um, you know Sam and Courtney are using a lot in the gym now too. So if you guys want to do that, but um, and basically, uh, it's it's sending you like a a small a small charge. That's actually <laughs> Ashley says it's shocking. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> basically, you're getting your you're getting your well, they say they're bypassing your central nervous system mm-hmm. and basically hijacking your central nervous system and getting. Um, more nerve impulses to the muscle while you're contracting, getting optimal contractions of those things. I think that um, using those once in a while is super beneficial. And I get a lot of, I get a lot of, um, I guess, inquiries now or requests of like how to activate the glutes more. And I do talk to people about their uh, pelvic lining. They're like, if they have an anterior pelvic tilt, which is what most people have and how that elongates the glutes and how that could potentially restrict their range of motion when they do that. Um, is that something obviously you're doing, you're stretching the psoas for that. And so to go in, so it's, I guess to break it down for you guys out there that are just hearing this, um, the anterior pelvic tilt is like the most common pelvic tilt lining that people have the most issue, the most common issue people have, um, because we sit all day long. So because we sit all day long, the muscles in front, these, they're called the psoas, the hip flexors, they're really tight. Cause they're always in that semi-flexed position. Cause you're in that 90 degrees sitting position. And so when they get tight, the, the muscle that's directly opposing those is the glutes. And so the glutes, if, if one muscle is tight, the other muscle is generally stretched. Um, so w- what I'll tell people with their glutes is to, to stretch that psoas out if you're having problems with that going into it and then do some activation exercises. We just did like a little video on it, but is there something that you do that can potentially help get the glutes to activate um, for someone who has that issue, uh, anterior pelvic tilt, which I would say probably most of the bikini competitors yeah. do. Um, you go ahead, Ash. And I was going to say, why don't you explain what that looks like? Because maybe they don't even know they have it. What a pelvic anterior tilt is like. What is the physical traits of a pelvic anterior tilt? Is basically a, a very arched back. <laughs> kind of looks like you're sticking out your butt. And you you go ahead and explain more. But yeah, I mean that's yeah. basically what it is. Um, if if you're watching, your pelvis is just 
tilted forward. Mm -hmm. So um, bikini girls are trying to create that arch, but you don't want that when you're just walking around regular. So you'll get a lot of back pain. And the psoas is a big problem because it attaches to the spine and it attaches to the pelvis. So when it tightens, it's like, we'll say, I hope everyone's watching, but if you <laughs> have, if you're attached, like this is a spine and this is the pelvis, if you attach here and here and it tightens, you're curving the spine. And we, that's fine when you're on stage, but you don't want to walk around like that. You ca it causes a lot of back pain. And so people assume that it's their back because that's where the pain is, but it's really coming from the front. Yeah, so you're basically you're overly you're overly flexing your lower back all day long when you're in that interior pelvic tilt. So you're kind of like walking around. Like you were give an example would be if you have um, a tight bicep, then you'd you know eventually that bicep muscle would get tired from flexing all the time. But your your tricep muscle would get stretched for stretching all the time. So if that was your psoas, that would be your your glute would be the tricep and your bicep would be the psoas. But then above that would be the um, your erector, so your lower back, your erectors that would get really, really tight because you're always flexing that and then, then your lower back pain kicks in and then it all just goes up the whole chain. So um, that, so that's, I think that eliminating that is gonna not only, um, not only eliminate some pain, but also help with overall contractions, range of motion and prevent injury in the gym. You know, you see a lot of people who are doing, especially a lot of our girls, they do so much glute emphasis stuff that even things like the, uh, just like doing glute bridges, like it does put a lot of a lot of stress on the lower back. Uh, RDL is obviously a lot of stress on the lower back. And when a muscle's already overly tight and then you're putting weight and bear a load on it all day long and going through range of motion without ideal posture, postural alignment, um, you know, you're, you're, you're pushing yourself for some injuries and, yep. and, and I don't think you're going to be posing optimally either because of that. You're going to, going to inhibit your, your, uh, just your body's natural movement, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, so in, in far, like I say that would probably be the most common one. So in your, in a scenario like yours, where you're coming in, someone's coming in like that, which, how many, what would you say percentage-wise of your bikini competitor clients uh, would, would be in that scenario? That have it? Yeah. Probably at least all of them. It's, it's a lot, right? Yeah. 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 It's a, yeah, high percentage. I think just people in general. And yeah. then bikini girls are kind of training themselves to be like that since they have to get into that pose. Mm -hmm. um, but so one of the things that I do when I'm working with a muscle that's already elongated is instead of working down the fiber, I work across the fiber. So if, you're, if your muscles run up and down, I want to spread them out this way. And so I can't really like go up and shorten it, but I can spread it this way and it will end up shortening a little bit. Mm. And then I would do the opposite on the other side. So if the other side was tight, then I would go down the fiber. Okay, so you're, you're going the opposing direction of the muscle fiber to open it up yep. versus, okay. That makes sense. And I think that I think that common route of travel would be to go along with the muscle fiber and stretch it. Like if you're doing a quad stretch, you're, you're stretching your muscle. Like if you're doing a leg, like a quad stretch, you're yeah. usually just pulling your foot behind you and stretching your quad, which would be the long way, which you're going with the muscle fiber. And you're saying you'd actually go against it. If it's already long. Like okay. you're saying the glute's already long because your pelvic is short or the front is short. So I would go, I would, I can't shorten it necessarily by going up the fiber so i just go across to that makes strengthen sense. the fiber mm -hmm. okay that makes sense and that it's going to help them with overall activation too and then you're doing um stuff for the psoas to um I would open it be, up yeah so the psoas is actually one of the most painful yeah. muscles to work on because it's a deep muscle it doesn't get touched very often and so it's very uncomfortable so we don't do a lot of work on it because it will fatigue really easily so actually we could do um, 
later on sometime we could do a video of me demonstrating how to do it on Ashley. Okay. Heck yeah. Ashley's like, <laughs> I'll take it. Like, I'll I need it. it. Yeah, I need you, it. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think it's also important to point out that not only the pelvic anterior tilt can, you know, possibly create an injury and uh, throw off your p- posture and um, not activate certain muscles, but also, you know, since we are in a sport of a physique and aesthetics and visuals, it can throw off your physique too and how it looks, right? So, I mean, everyone wants a nice little arched back with their butt poking out, but also it can also um, kind of make your stomach do the same because your stomach kind of runs along the line of your spine. So um, Adam and Mary, if you kind of want to go into that a little bit, I think it's important to point things out that it's, you know, there's more than just, um, activation and injury prevention when it comes to that or possible injury I'm sorry when it comes to like the tilt but there's there's definitely some other negative parts of it as well yeah for sure because when um when you do arch your back your your stomach is jutting out and you definitely don't want to see that on stage so you have to be able to kind of keep that balance to where you can keep your abs tight and and also keep that arch Mm. yes so Okay, so let's go. Let's go into like a typical scenario. So I, and I think this scenario is going to be um, probably most of the people watching this, listening to this. Okay, I've been bodybuilding for two years, right? And I'm like, man, I just need. I just. I wish I had better activation. I wonder what I could do to get to the next level. Um, they come into your office, right? And they get a massage. What is like the benefit to that person coming up? What do they need to be like looking for? Um, to, to even see if that's something that they need. I think that, that the best part of this podcast would be identifying issues if people need it mm-hmm. and how it would benefit them in bodybuilding. Because people don't, you know what's funny is in the bodybuilding world, when I got out of like, when I, was in, when I was in school and I got done with my schooling and when I got done with my certifications and all that, I was like, I'm just going to educate the world and everyone's going to love it. Like I'm going to talk about functional fitness and all this and like injury prevention and longevity. And then like I got into the real world of fitness and everyone's like, Adam, just you can just stop with that shit. How do I get abs? Like, <laughs> it's cool. If I if I die five years early and I had abs the whole time, it's cool. Like, let's not even talk about this functional fitness. Like, what is this? Give me abs, right? And that's how our that's how the world is. It's just the way it's always gonna be, right? Until you get to like fifty, then you're like, okay, maybe I should worry about this longevity thing. But uh, injury prevention, all that, and I think that I don't think people really. It's it's more about okay, how do I look? How do I perform? Um, being looks being first. What? Wh- how would I identify what's gonna help me? If do I need it? Um, how do I identify if I need it and how it will help me look better, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so a lot of my clients, they'll send me like posing pictures. And so they will just see like, hey, this shoulder's higher or this lat is not sticking out as far as the other one. So they, when they decide that they need something, it's either because they're in pain, they're restricted, like they just can't get the full range of motion or they look at their picture and they're like, okay, I look uneven. Okay. And then when then when they come in and then I do their very first massage, I tell them every little thing I find. So I'll tell them um, what side is more dominant. Uh, so then I say maybe you should start doing like isolation work to work the left side because the right side's too big. Or um, I'll point out like every little knot I find, and then we like kind of come up with a game plan for how often they should come in. And sometimes there's times where I'm just like, you're fine. You don't, I don't really need to see you for a while. So as far as like them, so you're basically saying uh, you can kind of see it from a posing video. Mm-hmm. So someone can send you a posing video, see what you do, and then kind of come up with a, a game plan. And so 
they're coming in, um, and how fast can someone expect that to help their posing, help their... It really up? depends on the person. Um, so if you do a lot of work at home, like if you stretch every day, if you're foam rolling, you your water intake is good, you and even, even age is a, is a factor, because the younger we are, the faster we heal. So I can't really say how many, like, okay, if someone comes in for like a, a delt problem, I tell them it ta typically takes about three sessions to get it to go away. But then I get people who they come in once and then I see them a couple months later. And I'm like, oh, how's your shoulder? And they're like, oh, well, you fixed it in the first time. <laughs> so um, sometimes it takes months. Sometimes it takes one session. It really just depends on what they're doing outside of the massage room. Okay. And then as far as like their posing goes, so when you see someone, so what are the, some of the things that you're seeing? So they can kind of identify for themselves. What are some of the things that you're seeing in the posing that you're like, oh, that girl's tight? Like, what does she need to, like, how do you identify that? Um, if they're a little bit rigid when they're walking, that would be a good indicator that they're tight. But then um, I'll see like hip shifts. So maybe one hip is higher than the other, or there's like a trunk rotation. And then shoulders are a big giveaway because they're, you know, lined up with each other so if one shoulder's higher or just like one muscle is bigger than the other or one looks stuck and the other one's hanging nicely so there's a lot of just like there's a lot of obvious things but then there's also a lot of really subtle things that um that we have to sorry I'm, that we have to kind of <laughs> kick one, up on one too. fist away <laughs> <laughs> or you'll go in and out <laughs> okay so someone so okay cool so that's there's, I, I wanted to see how I want to make sure that people can benefit the most from this. So uh, an easy way to do that would be um, set up a time. They can send you a video, something like that, where they can identify. And then after that, after they go into their posing set, after they go into their session with you, you kind of give them like a homework thing. Yeah. Yeah, like a stretching homework thing. And then if they do that a lot, then, ho you know, yeah. hopefully they don't need to see you I, as often. <laughs> I give them ways to avoid me, really. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I have a question for you. Do you have like a story of an athlete that you greatly helped, right? Like night and day started working with you, maybe they were so lopsided or whatever the case may be, and you started working with them and it made a whole lot of difference. And would you mind sharing one of those stories? Um, so I actually have two people that come to mind. One is a more long-term and then uh -huh. one was like a quick fix. So both of them were quad related. Okay. Um, one guy he had, he's a super heavyweight bodybuilder. Okay. So he was doing a national show. He came in twice a month before his show, before I say about four months. Mm -hmm. um, so he had about like 10 surgeries on this knee and the muscles in his quad were just night and day from the other side. Oh. So we spent about four months and of course he had to do a lot of work in the gym, but we spent about four months getting all that scar tissue out mm. and waking the muscle back up so he could go in and train it properly. Oh, interesting. So and it was a scar tissue buildup issue basically yeah. for that scenario so then um, okay. by the time his show came around you couldn't tell which muscle or which leg was the bad leg okay so before you go on to the next story I think this is a really good question for you okay so we're talking about scar tissue accumulation which for him it was an injury but you don't necessarily have to have an injury or maybe you're not even aware of an injury to get scar tissue is this mm -hmm. correct yeah. and how would you know that you have scar tissue and what causes it if it's not an injury then well, I mean, we create scar tissue just from training because mm. we get micro tears micro every time tears. we work out. And so over time that accumulates. And mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that you would necessarily know, 
Right, but you would because yeah, you can feel so it. I can feel it. And Interesting. Then when I use my scraping tool, it actually like the red part kind of mm-hmm. highlights where the problem is. Okay. So I'll be um, working a muscle and I'll feel that it's it's a little crunchy. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Crunchy or just kind of rougher. Rough. Okay. And so I'll go in and I'll so use that tool and the tool's like, yeah, you were right. It was right there. Oh, okay. So for everyone listening, that's the scraping tool is to basically break up that scar tissue then, huh? Yep. Okay. And what's the other um, story of somebody who you've greatly changed? So the other one was, um, oh, it was a quad again. The guy got in a car accident mm-hmm. and he wasn't training legs because his his quad just was not working. Oh, okay. So after one session, it was activated, and he sent me a video of all the striations were, like, wiggling around. And he was <laughs> like, I haven't been able to, to actually flex my quads in, like, years. And so now, after just one session, now he gets to train his legs. Mm, so, very interesting, so. very interesting. I have, I have a question for you now. This is something I'm super fascinated with, and uh, I don't think a lot of people even know much about it, but – Myofascial release. So um, what is the myofascial and how does having a tight myofascial prevent your muscle then from growing? Because it's basically trapping it inside, right? Yeah. It's like your muscle's trying to grow, trying to expand, but it can't because it's so trapped in this cage. So explain, uh, if you would please, what causes that, what is it exactly, and how you kind of combat that. First, I want to recognize your muscle trying to grow voice first. You always just trying to pop through. You feel like your muscle's trying to... You always, just a whatever muscle. you describe muscles, they always sound so little and well, petite with your... because it is. <laughs> like, it's like, it's, I could envision this sad muscle who's just like, I'm just trying to grow. Like, all my friends to, are getting bigger than up. me and I'm just short. He's like, I can see his muscle parent like drawing a line on the little wall and he's like, I'm sorry, Charlie. Like, you're just not growing. You're just... You're just... It's so or, visual, Ashley. It's and then, it, and then, <laughs> and then, like that. What is it? That song by Queen? I want to break free. Yeah. Oh. I want to break free. This is our first. This is your debut singing on our podcast. We're like 130 in, and you're like started singing. Okay. Well, it was my muscle. It was my delts. We're actually taking a different direction. My here. delts are singing, our, not me. Our viewership See, look. went down. Went down right now. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's, it's it's the one doing the talking. Well, you know, the singing. You know, you're a, you're you're great at all things here, Ash. Look at this. You're a man of many traits, a woman of many traits, <laughs> and then shoulders. Yes. <laughs> the shoulders are growing. They looked a little poppy this we're, weekend. We're I gotta trying. admit, we're trying. The, the, the trying shoulders looked. They are trying to break. They've been. You know what? They are singing. <laughs> We've been trying to break. We told Ashley that she needs to work on her noodles. And boil the noodles. I told Ashley, I was like, you just need to boil the noodles a little longer. Boil the noodles. Boil the we're noodles. boiling. We're heating it up right now. We there, almost we almost see a bubble. Are, There's almost a bubble. Bubble's about to pop through. You're, the noodles right now, like last maybe two years ago, they were just those hard like packages. You get spaghetti where it's like yeah. just really dry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like five minutes in a cooking right now where like a bad girlfriend will serve them to you and you got to pretend you like the way they taste. You're like... We're like, we're like al dente. You're like, yeah, babe, they're great. And you're like, here, crunch, you know? And you're like, gosh, this girl, I got I mean, she's, it's, I, I want to stay with her because she's nice, but I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to have this fight right now. Yeah. So I'm just going to tell her it tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> just, so that's where they're at, but they're, they're getting a little past that. They look pretty good. They're trying. They're, they're, they're doing, trying their best. Okay. Yeah. Well, they have a good voice at least. Yeah. So this is this is the podcast. This is the remaining thirty we went, minutes. We of went the- from super scientific <laughs> to this. 
Wow, this that was quite, this quite is, the 180 there. This is the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what was even the question? Maya oh, fascia, Maya the Maya fascia. fascia. So what is the Maya fascia? <laughs> why, why does it, or how um, does it prohibit the muscle from growing and expanding? Because we all know in order for a muscle to grow, it has to expand, you know, break down a little bit. So what, what is it about this myofascial stuff? Like, what is it, you know? So first we talked about knots kind of prohibiting that. Mm-hmm. So then when you go over to the fascia side of that, fascia Oh, she says it fancy. I wouldn't say it wrong my whole life. Well, I said so fascia. People, yeah. Other people and she say says fascia. Fascia. I don't know. Fascia. It sounds like Prada. Fascia. Like she's saying it like. I chose fascia because I like how it's. <laughs> fascia, it's designer. I like how it yeah. sounds, so. How do you say Christian Dior? <laughs> how do you say target try. how do you say target that's what's oh, a- no target, target. fascia by mary <laughs> She's, um, that's a that's a new money classing fascia <laughs> i just that's what i picked so um so anyways it so fascia oh okay it, it um it encases the muscle so it encases muscle fibers each individual muscle and muscle groups. And it's also sticky. So you think of it as like a net. So it's holding your muscle together because otherwise without it, your muscle is attached to the bone in two places. And if without the fascia, your muscle would just droop off the bone. So it's just kind of holding everything in place. Kind of like that film around the sausages. Yep. <laughs> that's a, Yes, that's exactly. Okay. And you can actually, like not to get too gross with it, but if you hold up a steak and you see like that clear stuff that's holding the stake together, that's what it is. Oh, interesting. Um, so if your fascia is restricted, so if you think of like a fishing net, how each little hole in the net is spaced out perfectly, but if you get a kink in it and there, you pull the net up, now like one side is is a little bit tighter and the other side is like drooping, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like a little tangle in the net or something. So yeah. one side is like getting more expanding Yep. expansion and then expansion. it will make if you have like a muscle group it, it can make the muscle group look like one giant chunk of muscle okay so i tell people um like if i work on a quad since i keep talking about quads um i'm i'm trying to take their quads and turn them from cinder blocks into each individual quad oh. so you can see all of the lines so that would be maybe one side of or one side effect of a i guess you call it a tight fascia is that how, but there's other, I guess, indications, right? Like kind of like maybe a painful pump or is there any there, other? There's nowhere for the muscle to go. So yeah. it, it's, it's trying like, to expand, but it, it really can't. Yeah. Cause I think you were having that issue with your delts. Yeah. Yeah. I do get that painful pump feeling sometimes. Like it feels like uh, more than just a pump. It feels like a. They're just, trapped. Yeah, it's it's trying to it's expand. Like, get out of Get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Your shoulders have been kidnapped by the fascia. Yeah. <laughs> so I had, um, uh, last week, I had a guy come in and he was like, hey, last time you you worked on my legs, I swear they were two inches bigger than when I came in. And that was really just because I released the fascia to now the muscle can actually expand the way it's supposed to. Interesting. So that could be like a, that could can really make a difference like especially you know when every little thing counts in this in the sport for your physique you know yep. I think it's it's important to realize that there could be other things going on inside your body I mean you might feel perfectly healthy you might train so hard your diet might be on point but there's still some things that might be a little bit out of your control but that you need to be aware of to be the best athlete you can actually be and unfortunately you know people are so busy these days it's kind of like 
you forget about these little things that add up over time, those little things like stretching and getting regular massages, even getting like an assessment by you to see like, okay, where are knots or your, your fascia is tight and what can we do to improve? Because little things add up. Yeah, especially in the sport where you're talking about like a point deciding, you know, a world championship, you know, all the little things that you did throughout the year, maybe you're just a little bit better. Like, we always say that when we talk about like peak weeks and stuff, we're like, yeah, artificial sweeteners might not matter. Maybe they matter for some and not for, you know, everyone when you when you cut them. But what if it makes you 1% better, just 1%, you know, and, uh, and if you accumulate, you know, eight different things that are 1% better, well, that's, you know, you're 8% better. That's, that's a lot. That's a significant amount. So this is, I think, one of those things. I think it's more than 1% for something like this because you're talking about the whole year and being able to get more blood of the muscle and the muscle being, you know, not restricted and growing more in size and not being entrapped like a sausage, like Ashley, yeah. Ashley says. <laughs> 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 you ever seen those sausages stuffed? They're, it's, a, it's intestines is what they use. Ew. Yeah, my family owns a butcher shop. They made me do all that stuff when I was a kid. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they would tell them, we're going to make you a man. We're going to go get the cows. And I would like go out. My cousin would bring the cows in. Like the half, it's like a half a cow. And they would, uh, they, my, my uncle, my cousin, he was this big burly dude. He's a butcher, you know? And he was like, yeah, you got to go get the, go get the cows. And I'm like, dude, really? Like, I got to go get it. Like, it's like a side of beef. And so they would make me do it. My uncles would make you do it. You'd grab this big side of beef. And then you'd grab the, the it's like a box of intestines. Like, it's just intestines. And then you, they, they like clean it out. And then you open it up and it smells. It's, it was a terrible, man. They, that's what they said it would make me tough. <laughs> but, but anyway, they, they stuff it full of whatever it is. And they have like a machine. They put the intestine on the machine, and then it just, like, spits it in, and then they wrap it and spits it in. That's So, oh, anyway. Is that, wonderful. I'll Visual. take you. I, if we're ever in Orange County, California, I'll take you there. It's, oh, yeah. You, you'd want to see all the meat you're eating. Oh, like see, yeah. If you see it behind the scenes, you're like, it's kind of gross. <laughs> it's kind of it's yeah. gross. <laughs> anyway. And that is why I don't eat sausage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Goodness. So, I've got a question. What does, like, a a good muscle feel like to you? Like, is there a difference between, let's say, a, a muscle that you're like, okay, we need to work on this. Is it like super dense or is, is a good muscle softer? How do you determine, like, what's a good muscle? Soft. Soft They're, muscle. Yeah. Okay. So muscles are actually supposed to jiggle. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people in bodybuilding, they're like, oh, I'm supposed to be hard and I'm not, jiggle is fat. And I'm like, no, a, a good muscle full of blood and water, it, moves easily then why can't i twerk i just don't understand <laughs> like i know got, the muscles there we got some there. work to do on those glutes that's why you know <laughs> i think i need you because i can't twerk nothing's jiggling back there. that's our new goal <laughs> nothing is it's you know <laughs> you can't twerk i can you really can maybe it's i always blame it on my back though i always yeah. say it's uh it's my back yeah. <laughs> oh, uh oh. We uh, yeah, we have a we have a spe- another special guest here. That's not gonna <laughs> release. The door was open, so hey guys, we have a <laughs> dudes. Dudes is in for a visit. You guys know dog, he's the gym dog, and uh, I didn't usually I close my office door, but today we have dudes as a visitor. Um, he's got a new shirt on. <laughs> he's gonna he'll he'll just go through his mo- initial. I haven't seen dad in a, in a while. Um, so where were we at? I got, I got, was, we're talking about Jiggly twerking. muscles. And then a dog came in. This is a this podcast has really gone downhill. It's, it's you're just singing, all over the place. You're singing. My muscles dogs. are singing. <laughs> your delts. Don't you take the credit away from my delts. <laughs> your delts. Your sad delts. Yeah. Well, they want to break free. <laughs> so anyway, we're, uh, where were we at on this? Jiggly muscles. Jiggly muscles. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Ashley's not a huge fan of dogs. She's not a huge fan. I'm sorry, guys. I'm a cat person. She's a cat person. Dudes, she's grown up. Dudes has grown under When she first started seeing dudes, she was like. And not that I hate him. It's just like, no. I don't know what to do. Do I touch yeah. him or do I just pat him on the head or do, <laughs> how do you pet one of these things? What's the shelf life on one of these things? Where did this come from? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, gosh. All right, dudes. Dad's doing a podcast. You Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, jiggly muscles. <laughs> Any more to add about jiggly muscles? <laughs> I mean, everyone wants to see. I mean, I guess you don't want to see striation in bikini, but people love seeing striation, and that's fine when you're leaned out. But if you're if you're not like super lean, and I can see all of the striations in your muscle, it's probably because it's tight fibers. Interesting. And so when I'm working on a muscle, I want to I want it to be smooth. And I actually go in and I focus on, like, the individual fibers instead of just treating it as one giant muscle. Okay. And so I'll feel like, oh, you have one tiny little strip that's really tight. And so I'll try and work that out. And so I want it to look nice and smooth. And when I shake it, it jiggles. And so, Oh, yeah. okay. So can you could probably tell when a muscle is also, like, dehydrated then, huh? Yep. So that, you know, that's important to stay hydrated, guys. So, yeah. So I, I tell my competitors that the closer you get to a show – the harder the massage is going to be for me to perform and for you to handle because mm-hmm. one, your body fat is so low that you don't have any cushion to help soften the blow of my fists of fury. <laughs> and then fury. also you're so dried out that the muscle is not as pliable because the more water in it, the easier it is for me to manipulate it. Okay, cool, cool. I mean, that's very interesting. I'm sure like you've felt it all, you know, felt all the, all the different types of muscles in there, so... Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious. All right. Well, I'm curious what, um, you, you know, we talked a little bit about scraping. We talked about the deep tissue. So you also do the cupping as well, right? So what benefits does cupping do? Because I've actually, I think maybe I tried cupping once. Um, I wasn't a fan. I mean, it didn't feel nice and I don't like the marks. Yeah. yeah. But um, So <laughs> scraping and cupping are actually really similar. Mm-hmm. So the things that we're focused on is the range of motion, breaking up scar tissue, um, blood flow. Blood flow. And so that's what people think of with cupping is because it is a suction. So it's pulling blood to the surface. Um, I stopped doing the stationary cups where you see where you just see all the marks up and down the back or mm-hmm. wherever. You, I stopped doing that. Um, because I mean, it is beneficial and it, it looks cool if that's, if you like that and it's it great. Looks cool. It's Who great. Likes that? Yeah, people like, these are, I'm going to wear these to go out tonight. Yeah. People <laughs> are like, oh, this is like badass. And I'm like, okay, that's great because it's advertising for me. Advertising. <laughs> but, you can um, make the cups in your own like yeah, you logo, logo or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I've had it, someone asked me to do a smiley face on his back and I did it just cause it's fun and I could take a picture and post it on Instagram. <laughs> But I actually prefer when you move the cups around because it's um, so it's decompressing the muscle. So I like to do it on lats when people can't get their lats to flare. I'll I'll put a cup on their lat and I'll pull the cup away from them to try and get the lat to spread out. And then um, so I I run it up and down. So now we're not getting that big concentration of of blood just pooling at the surface, and then the marks go away faster. That, that way makes too. sense. That makes sense. Interesting. Does anybody have any good questions so far on yeah, our live so chat? We're, we're on live, guys, too. So if you guys are watching on YouTube or listening, you can always join us about 1130 or so um, on my Instagram, Team Elite Physique. 
and we have some um, some questions coming in. So let's see here. We actually had quite a few. Just everyone, everyone see, Ashley, everyone likes the dudes. That's the dudes, dudes. is a lot of the comments. So when he when dudes hit, the comments came in. I know. See. I just I feel like chopped liver. Like they don't like me. They like the dog. <laughs> dudes is always gonna be the hit. So someone said, uh, need to know a little bit more about the fascia stretching. Um, another one is I think we kind of answered it. It was about um Sorry, I'm just going through them here. So anything that you can help with, like fascia stretching? Like, so let's say, obviously, a lot of our listeners are not going to be able to come down to Las Vegas and see you. How are they going to benefit from it? Like, what are some of the just tips that you would give someone? Let's say, like a bodybuilder out there, or a bikini competitor. She's like, I think I have tight quads, and I need to get my quads to grow, and I, I feel like I'm being restricted on them. They're just not growing. Maybe I should try this. What are some of the things that you would say they can do on their own? Well, I would say first, just try and do regular um, muscle stretching by yourself. And if you're not finding that that's helpful, then you probably do have fascial restrictions. So you can Google or look on Yelp or something, somebody called a fascial stretch therapist, mm. and they will actually take you through like a 30-minute or an hour routine. And so um, it's completely different than like a sports stretch. So mm. sports stretching is just focused on the muscle, and then so they'll actually target the fascia itself. Okay, Okay, so stretching and then finding someone in their area. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, it gives a lot of, a lot of people joined and comments. I'm going through them right now. Um, do you believe in the foam rolling mm -hmm. and the mobility ball if they're unable to get to, um, like a sports massage? So I do, um, the, f is the it, is it too overhyped? Do you think? Cause I, it's a, it's a hot topic, you know, I think that the foam roller is a little overhyped. So overhyped, yeah. it's a very broad tool. Mm -hmm. So it can't really get into the crevices. Right. So I actually tell people to use a lacrosse ball instead. Okay. So smaller. the ball is better than the roller. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Um, so since my massages can be more painful, I, people that aren't used to the pressure, I tell them to foam roll to get used to applying pressure to oh, their body. Okay. Um, but if they have like a knot that that's really bothering them, then I tell them to go get a lacrosse ball. Interesting. Well, there's okay. a good tip. Oh, I like that. That's something that they can do on their own. Yep. So, okay, a couple of things they can do on their own. Um, they can, obviously, they could send you an assessment, see if they can come in. If you're in Vegas, you probably, just so you guys know, you should probably contact her way before you come. She does yeah. get pretty busy. At least um, a week or two out. Yeah. Um, and then, so, and then a, a lacrosse ball for muscles they feel are, you know, maybe not getting a good pump, that are feeling overly tight and stretching. And then water. So for, for me, I recommend like I recommend our athletes to drink one ounce per pound of weight of water per day. That's kind of my rule of thumb. I don't know if you have a different one for someone who's got a massage and they need more. They're in the more of the corrective stage at this point, like trying to get things right. Is, there any, is that about right for you too? So um, deep tissue, it pulls up a lot of toxins because we were talking about blood flow and how um, if the muscles tight, blood can't come in and out. So when I open up the body and get your blood flowing, a lot of the toxins that have just been sitting in your muscle will get flushed out. And so I tell people they need to drink more water just so they don't get sick. Because you can get like, you can get a massage fever just from all the toxins, like you're not used to it. So um, all the toxins coming up at once. <laughs> yeah, get used like, to the I hear so the, like, the little yeah. shuffles. <laughs> I'm, I'm a very handsy Hands. person. Are you Italian? Do not. <laughs> no, just kidding. So yeah, I always recommend to drink more water um, the day of the massage just to get everything flushed out. Okay. And then the more water you drink, the easier it is for me to do my job. Okay, cool. And then I have another a good question um, from Van's Girl eighty three. She says, 
What's your take on incorporating massage with chiropractic and muscle release therapies? Um, we were actually supposed to pair chiropractic with massage because um, the muscle is actually what's pulling the bone out of place in most cases unless you had like a, an accident. Um, so if you just keep going to get uh, an adjustment done, the bone is just going to pop right back out of place. So you, you want to get, I would say, get the massage first and then go, and then like the next day or two, then go get adjusted. That way the adjustment actually stays. Interesting. You know, whenever I got my massage from you, I swear it felt like I really, I just got down with a really intense workout. Um, (laughs) Can you explain why that does feel like you just had the workout of your life? Um, I mean, basically you did. So instead of you you did, well, yeah, I I did did the work. So that's, that's the cool thing (laughs) is that you are getting an intense workout, but you're not the one that did the work. Uh So just like when you're in the gym, you're tearing your muscle fibers to get them to grow. I'm tearing them to get them to let go. Mm. And then in the process, you just got a cool workout. Interesting. So there is a, I guess, I, I don't know if it's a myth or whatever, a, a saying. I don't know. Does massage burn calories? What is your take on that? Because I feel like that is a very... Um, I've heard both sides of the argument. I've heard, no, not really. And then I heard oh, yeah, it burns up to 600 calories. What is your take or what is your thoughts about that? I would say for an athlete, just consider it a myth because mm-hmm. right. any activity you do is going to burn calories. Yeah. So, I mean, you burn calories when you're sleeping. You burn calories when you're healing. True. So, um, so yes, you are burning calories. Um, massage does speed up the metabolism, which will in turn make you burn more calories. And that's by kind of breaking the muscle down so they have to then recover? Is yeah. that where it comes so from? So really, I would say you're burning more after you leave the massage right. room. Unless okay. you're like tensed up the whole time. So you you might burn more calories if you're tensed up, but I'm going to try and make sure that you're not tensed mm. up. That's but yeah, so I would say like, don't, don't say, hey, I get to skip cardio today because I got a massage. Like, <laughs> still doing oh, your cardio darn i was gonna use that one next so. week Adam. <laughs> i was gonna use that one shoot but yeah so i wouldn't say use it as an excuse to like skip something in your right. routine but um but that's a good point yeah. should somebody do maybe a little bit of cardio the following day to get everything kind of pumping and flowing again i mean you would you want to do some type of active recovery anyways. Right. So like, pe- so people ask me all the time, should I work out the same day as my massage? And I tell them, I, d- I prefer you don't. It's like a two workouts. Yeah. <laughs> but if you are going to, try and do it before and then mm. just do moderate. Don't go crazy heavy. Because, yeah, it is like you, if you did a heavy workout and then you got a deep tissue, it's like doing two heavy workouts in one day. And that's just going to damage the muscle to it's not going to be beneficial. Okay. Interesting. And then if you do it after, then you could potentially undo all of my hard work. Mm-hmm. And so you just pretty much lost a bunch of money and you're back to square one. Yeah. That's, that's not fun. Okay. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll go into another question. So, uh, uh, there's a, there's no, I didn't see another question, but someone in a comment, uh, Anthony says he loves you for the rest of his life, Ashley, <laughs> with a little heart. Oh, it's <laughs> a hard and a flexy. I can't even do ho ho. I love you for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm sure that's his exact accent. Probably, he's probably him. Is that like, is that stereotyping French? Is that French? Is that what's going I on? I don't know. Uh, I reminds me of like Pepe Le Pew. I'm so offensive. Uh, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> 
<laughs> any more uh, people are laughing at them but that's what the comments are <laughs> let's see any more um what's the best way to eliminate or improve scar tissue um well i mean in the gym you can't really eliminate it but um so like if someone is working on an injury you don't want the scar tissue to harden so mm. i i tell people if you have an injury you can buy scrapers on amazon and so I, I can show you how to do it. You can come in multiple times a week. That's fine with me. But um, I can show you how to use it. And then you just, you you scrape the area and then you let it heal. And then you scrape it again. And you just keep doing that until it's gone. Mm. I've got a question. So what is like a common issue uh, that you hear that maybe you wouldn't be able to help? right? Like maybe um, their expectations are a little bit too high on improving a muscle or whatever the case may be. Or maybe it's like just a genetic asymmetry that you really can't, you know, genetically muscles are placed in different spots or whatever. Because I don't think a lot of people know about like muscle insertions itself Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So there are some things that you can't really, even with training, you can't even fix. But what is a common thing that you hear from people that you're just like, oh, might not be able to help or that might not be beneficial. So, I mean, a lot of the guys, they have that gap in their chest. And oh. So they try to get rid of that. And I'm just like, sorry, that's just how this, your muscles yeah. attach. There's okay. nothing I can do about it. Interesting. Um, let's see what other things that I can't really fix. So uh, a lot of people see the imbalances and like, they'll say, okay, well this side's bigger than this side. And I go in and I'm just like, sorry, you just got to train that side harder. Right. That's, so you then know. you would find out then like, it's not necessarily um, there's no scar tissue, there's no tense muscles, it's just... It's just you have one dominant side. And exactly. that's, that is, that's normal for every human on the planet, mm-hmm. but in bodybuilding, it's just not as acceptable. Right. So I, yeah. I have to give them the bad news that they just have to train harder. Yeah, so. yeah, and it's interesting, too. It's like sometimes you don't even know when one muscle group is bigger than the other until you get, like, a body scan, and then you find, like, oh, my right bicep is bigger than my left. And, you know, we have a, a, a scanner here, and it's very interesting to see, like, oh, wow, I thought my arms were the same, but one is a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. And then it's very common. It's, it's almost impossible for it to be super perfectly uh, matched, yeah. but, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anybody where I'm like, wow, you're perfect. Yeah. So <laughs> everything is, is perfectly symmetrical. I usually have them walk away feeling like they're a mess because I'll be like, okay, this delt is bigger than this delt. This bicep's bigger than this bicep. And they're like, what is wrong with me? I'm like, you're normal. Hooray. You're normal. Yay. <laughs> Congratulations. They're like, but I don't want to be normal. I'm like, then, yeah, I feel like they train harder. They probably are kind of wanting a little scapegoat to like, yeah. oh, well, you know, the reason why this is not looking as good is because uh, I got scar tissue in there or something. <laughs> but in reality, it's like, nope, you just... Train that side a little harder. Do some unilateral movements. Yep. That's that's what's wrong. I have scar tissue everywhere. That's yeah. what's inhibiting, <laughs> I, inhibiting me from my scar. Olympia title. You are just one big it's scar. It's a special condition. What do you, you know? I don't like to get people's sympathy. You know, that's why I don't win the Olympia. You know, it's just scar tissue. <laughs> it's not me eating excessively and <laughs> not doing cardio. Scar tissue. <laughs> scar tissue got me again. Oh man. <laughs> Inhibiting me for my success. <laughs> <laughs> it's the excuse for everything. It was. Life. I got pulled over the other day by a cop. I was scar like, oh, it's a scar tissue. It's, <laughs> like, it's on the bottom of my foot. I wasn't going this fast. It was the scar tissue. <laughs> I was traveling at regular speeds. The scar tissue flying by. Goodness gracious. If only that mobility was yes, better. Yes, if only the mobility. <laughs> Jeez. Goodness gracious. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. So c- to conclude this with everyone, um, I guess the, the main things, the main topics we got was assess yourself, um, overly tight muscles, stretch them a little bit, keep your water high, use a lacrosse ball, not only to, to win and score goals in lacrosse, but to, yeah. to, to get your, your muscles super what are you doing with these things? You're, you're, you're rubbing. So actually, that's what we didn't do. We didn't talk about how you would use a lacrosse ball. Right? So, up against a okay, wall so is what the, people do. Yeah, you yeah. could do it up against the wall or um, on the floor. So it, you're pretty much targeting knots. Um, so there's a technique in massage called trigger point therapy, and it's where the nerve and the muscle meet. And so that's where the knot builds up. And knots, you just have to apply pressure to them. So what I do is I... I stick either an elbow or a finger on them, and I hold it for 15 to 30 seconds, and then I flush the tissue. So I'm like, it's, I'm kind of like saying sorry, but I'm also just like flushing all the ickiness out, and then I do it again. And then, so it, you just do that like six times okay, until it's so tender that you're like, okay, I'm done. So you trigger it, rub it out, say kind of saying sorry. See that, yeah. Ashley? When you trigger me, you never say sorry. <laughs> uh, constant trigger. Sorry yeah. for all future <laughs> triggerings. <laughs> sorry in advance. <laughs> and for all the past. So, and then another thing is people ask, you know, how do I know I'm on the right spot? And then I just tell them if it hurts really bad, then you're on the right spot. Okay, cool. All right, so that's so there's that. And then um, and if they needed to get any help, they can uh, send you a video um, and then to find a – what was it? How did they look it up again? And there was a fascia – what was it, what'd you call oh, it? Oh, uh, fascial stretch therapist. Fascial, and they can, you can actually search that as a search. Yep. Okay. I didn't even know you could search something like that specifically. I could just type in massage. And so, so there are two different, so, um, anybody can be certified as a fascial stretch therapist. So massage therapist, that would be an extra certification that we would have to go get. And they will actually advertise that like in the Google, like if they Googled it or something like that, it would actually show up. Okay. So there's people in town who do massage and fascial stretch. And then there's people who just do that and they're not massage therapists. So you could go to them to just get stretched, or you could go to someone who's dual certified and licensed and they can do both at the same time. Ooh. Okay. Well, Very cool. That's good to know. Good to know. Good All right, cool. Know. So uh, anything, you got any extra questions? Ashley, I think these questions are done here. Do you guys have any questions? I think that covered now it all. Time? Do you have anything else that you think that would be important for our listeners to hear? I don't think so. Okay, well, we covered it all, I guess. I guess. Wait, hold on. I got one, I got one more question. It says, uh, would you... <laughs> Would just I can't even read. I was just laughing so hard. Would just bouncing on a resistance mat loosen up a tight muscle? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a resistance mat. Someone trolling me. That's a great. Yeah, huh? but I don't know. How do you do What's that? What's a resistance mat? Good question. Just a mat. Yeah, I didn't even think. About, we didn't even put that together. That one right by us. Right? That one. That's funny. So a mat. I'm imagining a mat. That's great. That's great. Whoever did that was, that was a genius. Genius question. <laughs> I loved it. It, it went stuff. over my head. I that's why it's just funny. It's just fu- I was cracking up reading it. So <laughs> this is a fun. This is a fun one. Um, hey, I got some badges bought on my Instagram too. I got like three thirty six, three dollars and thirty six cents. I made on crap. this. I'll split this with you guys in between the three of us. That's a dollar <laughs> twelve each. Oh my gosh! All in. Wow. So, all right. Well, I guess with that, guys. And my new monetary gain and my, uh, <laughs> 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 gotta get out of here in my new Ferrari. 
But with these these gas prices, they are not getting very far. <laughs> these gas prices. I'm just going around the block. Oh my God. <laughs> what do they say? I used to drive around the block to clear my mind, and now <laughs> I drive around the block to clear my bank account. Well, anyway, guys, with that, I'll see you. You're quite the character you today. Know what? What's I'll gotten into you? I don't know. I don't. You won, You're and goofy. it makes me. It makes me feel good when you won. You know, it's a good. It's right in here. Oh, it's right in here. It's a good feeling. <laughs> right in scar tissue. So just huh? just keep winning. Right you know, no pressure. Tissue. Just keep doing it. It's great. <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, shirt of the day. Shirt. shirt of the oh, day. shirt of the day. This is uh, Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler's. Uh, what is this even? Uh, what Oink. Is Oink. Yeah, just a pig. It's, it's pig. cool. It's a pig. I like it. Jay, so shout out to Jay Cutler with these cool shirts. I, I, I paid full price. Thanks, Jay. Well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know what it is. You saw the Puff the Dragon comedy oh, show. I did see and it. now you feel like you're like you got the comedy chops. That must be it. It's in my system. I got okay, you I got, got <laughs> I got I went to the Piff Piff the Magic Dragon show last night and they pulled me on stage. And it was my it was my my big debut, my big Las Vegas <laughs> debut. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I was on a big Vegas stage, no big deal, you know? <laughs> so, anyway, guys, uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks so much for watching. I'll be normal next week. No, don't be. <laughs> I was watching too much Crowder, is what it was. <laughs> okay, bye, guys. Bye. bye. <laughs>